If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life, come on There's a better life, let's see If you've got pain, he's a pain taker if you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Cause we've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. When there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Come on. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. You need freedom or saving. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Believe it if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify, testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. You've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you need freedom, if you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. He's a chain breaker. Give the Lord some praise. Amen and amen. Good morning. It's good to see everybody and glad that you're here with us this morning. Aren't you glad that God is a chain breaker? Hallelujah. He has broken many of my chains and I'm sure that He has in your life as well. And we rejoice in that. We praise God and we come to worship Him today in truth and in spirit. Wanted to take this opportunity to just let you know a couple of things. First of all, I put out on a video, but you might not have seen it, and I just want to make sure that you're aware. For the whole month of April, again, we'll be doing online services only. So uh, just wanted you to make your plans uh, for that. We will add a, a traditional service uh, starting Easter at 820. Uh, it'll be the regular uh, 
traditional service as we know it. And then we'll have the 9.30 and 11 o'clock here as we have been doing in, uh, for the last few weeks. Also, uh, in saying that, uh, all our activities at the campus, we will have none this month. Uh, small group and life groups will be uh, doing Zoom and calling each other. Please call, check on each other, and be a part of that process of, of uh, encouraging and lifting up. I know a lot of uh, our people are at home and, and uh, maybe feel alone and isolated. Uh, and if you do, pick up the phone and call somebody and, and talk to them. I'm pretty sure that they will be happy to do that and probably uh, will, will just absolutely be encouraged themselves by it. So I encourage you to do it. So it's good to have everybody. And uh, we hope that you're at home and uh, comfortable, but maybe not too comfortable. Uh, but you are excited about entering into worship as we say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead, He ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Right where you are this morning, we want you to welcome in the King. Welcome his presence into your, your home, your living room, your bedroom. Maybe you're in your car um, or outside somewhere, wherever you may be. We just want you to worship, enter in with us, and let's go into the throne room together this morning. Who is this King of glory that pursues me with his love? Haunts me with each hearing Of his softly spoken words My conscience a reminder Of forgiveness that I need Who is this King of glory Who offers it to me Who is this King of Angels? Oh, blessed Prince of Peace Revealing things of heaven Oh, and all its mysteries My spirit's ever longing for His grace in which to stand Who is this King of glory Son of God and Son of Man Let your voices with us this morning His name is Jesus Precious Jesus 
Lord Almighty, King of my heart, King of glory. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Precious Jesus. Lord Almighty, King of my heart, King of glory. Who is this King? Who is this King of glory? Always strength and majesty and wisdom beyond measure. The gracious King of Kings, the Lord of earth and heaven, the creator of all things. He is the King of glory. He is everything to me. His name is Jesus, precious Jesus, O Lord Almighty, King of my heart, King of glory. Sing his name, and his name is Jesus, precious Jesus, Lord Almighty, King of my heart, King of glory. Let's worship him this morning. His name is Jesus, precious Jesus, Lord Almighty, King of my heart, King of glory. His name is Jesus, precious Jesus, Lord Almighty, King of my heart, King of glory. Wherever you are this morning, give him a hand clap of praise. Christ, 
What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus You didn't want heaven without us So Jesus, you brought heaven down My sin was great, your love was greater what could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Oh, death could not hold you. The veil tore before you You silenced the boast of sin and grave The heavens are roaring The praise of your glory For you are raised to life again Declare it For well, you have no rival For you have no Yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus We worship you, Lord God is good and all the time. If you didn't know that was a call and response, and I hope at home when I said God is good, you would say all the time. And then when I say all the time, you would say God is good. We call that a call and response. This morning, we want to look at uh, some scripture that I believe will help us as we celebrate the day.
This is, of course, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is a, a day that is celebrated in Christendom all uh, throughout the world. It is the beginning of Holy Week, uh, the week of passion it's called, uh, when Jesus enters into the city and uh, a triumphal parade. And then as he's entered into the city, he st- spends a week, he goes through the Passover meal with the disciples, and then he's given up, and of course he goes through the trial, and then he's uh, crucified on the cross, and, and he goes through to the grave. And something amazing happens uh, that we will talk about next week called the resurrection as we celebrate Easter. But today is Palm Sunday. And we want to honor that by looking at Luke chapter 19. Luke and John pretty well describe the, describe the events that takes place during the triumphal entry. And Luke uh, talks about when Jesus comes in and the preparations they make. Now Jesus has just got through teaching some parables. And I believe in Luke he's just talked about the ten talents. He was talking about investing in the kingdom and what we're to do as uh, followers of Christ in the investment process. And 28, uh, Jesus is talking, it says, after Jesus had said this, of course talking about the parables, He went ahead going up to Jerusalem. As He approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, He sent two of His disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. And note that, we're going to talk a little bit about that a little later and the significance of that. One that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks why you're untying it, say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead found it just as He told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? The Lord replies, they replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. And when he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for the reading of Your Word. We ask in this hour that You open our hearts and minds to receive Your truth. Holy Spirit, You're welcome in this place and in each living room, den, bedroom, or wherever people are watching, that they may know Your Spirit's present. You're welcome. Move in our midst. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning as... Uh, we look at this scripture. It's a traditional text that's been read for many years. And Lord, I've been in ministry for a long, long, long time, and I know that I've read it and preached on it several, several times. And we see the aspects of of, of what people theme and what they take from it 
many times, you know, people talk about the people of the crowd. People talk about Jesus and the attitude and his positioning. Uh, people talk about what's beginning to happen as far as beginning, uh, starting uh, the week of the passion and, and his heart and the condition, the parables that he's just got through teaching and how that impacts the, uh, how we live our lives. There's so many aspects that you can uh, probably talk about uh, from this text. But today I want to talk about an unusual aspect. I want to look at it from the view of the cult. The cult. You remember the cult that he sent the disciples to find? The cult, that, the cult that he told them where exactly that he would be and untie it and bring him here. And the cult that Jesus rode into the city on. Now a lot of people have taken the cult's aspect, but they talk, they've taken in the aspect of what it means to ride the cult in versus a stallion. The young cult is, the young cult is, is referring here in the scripture to a donkey. And, and uh, the difference is, is that when a king comes riding in on a donkey, he comes as a humble peacemaking servant. When a king comes riding into the city on a stallion, he comes as a conquering king. And a lot of people speak about that difference, and it's significant. It's a big difference, and, and it has a lot of meaning. But that's not exactly how I want to approach that, that uh, this morning. I want to talk to you about the view of the young colt because the young colt was a donkey, as I said. But in the Old Testament and a lot, even in my childhood, donkeys were referred to as another noun called an ass. And uh, it's not bad. And for you kids watching at home, this is not uh, an excuse to say a bad word or anything. That's actually a name of this animal. He is a donkey, or some call, call them asses. And I want to uh, play off of that a little bit this morning because I, I think there's some significance, especially in our present time and, and age, that we can learn from the ass and the young colt. Maybe the question is this morning, which do we want to be? Do we want to be called the ass, or do we want to be referred to as the young colt? And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. But, you know, there's a lot of power in names and how we use names. Uh, for example, my name. My name is, uh, my full name is Stephen, biblical, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, uh, Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, named after my dad. Dorning is my surname. <coughs> Excuse me. When my mother would get irritated at me, uh, she would use my full name. Most people call me Steve for short. She would say Stephen Lewis, or she'd say Stephen Lewis Dorning, and when she would say that, I knew it had implications. Most of the time, that meant I was in trouble. Most people call me Steve and, and everyday life and going on, but my grandfather now, in utero, he named me Tom. And he's the only person that ever called me Tom. But yet we would be in a room and he'd be across. I wouldn't even know that he was in that room and he'd say, Tay Tom. And I knew exactly who it was because of his voice. And I knew that that was my name for him. And I would come. And those names had significance. Tom was an endearing name of love and character that he possessed for me that he had for no one else. It's very special. And no one else ever called me Tom but him. 
Stephen exactly, you know, usually Stephen's very formal, and usually when my parents use it, it's because I was in trouble. So names carry connotations. And if you look up names, each name has a meaning. If you look up Stephen and you find out what that name means, Stephen means loyal, very loyal. And most of the people that will tell you that I tend to have that uh, trait in my life as being a very loyal person. So when I look at this, uh, young colt, as he's called in this scripture, and I also know that one of the pronouns of what this animal is, see the young colt is the age of it, because colts is usually just a young portion of a horse or a donkey or an ass or, or something like that. I, I look at the young colt and, and I say, okay, which one would I rather be called, a young colt or the ass? And I think it's, it's proper in this aspect I come up with acronyms for that, and, and if you look at ass, and if you bring it down, break it down into an acronym, here's what I get for what the connotations that we have in society for ass is. All self-serving. In other words, it's an acronym for being just self-serving. And if you look up the characteristics of what the donkey or the ass is, you will find that it says, it's notorious for being stubborn, hard-headed, willful, and rebellious. Those are the attributes that are notably known for the ass. So the question is, you know, are we resembling this type of animal instead of the young colt in which Jesus is calling for? Now, I looked at cult and I said, okay, what's a good acronym for the cult in which Jesus came into the city? And Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. He came in as the King of Peace. And this is what I come up with cult. Cult is Christ offering life and truth. Remember, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So we know that this is something that is very symbolic for Christ. Now, there's some attributes, there's four things here I want to point out that this text tells us about the cult that I think is important. The cult was found. I think it's very interesting because Jesus knew exactly where the cult was. And as he instructed his disciples to go and find the cult, they did. They found him exactly where Jesus said he would be. And the colt was tied to the hitching post. And I, I think this is very important for us because uh, when we see that the colt was found, I think this is important because a lot of us really don't want to be found in life. We're hiding from our mistakes. We're hiding from our fears. We're hiding from our inadequacies. We're hiding because we, we just... Uh, don't feel like we're good enough in so many different ways, and we're running from the challenges instead of meeting them head on. But the cult was found. He was found. And I want you to know that God wants to find you, not because he doesn't know where you are, but he wants you to stop running so he can tell others where you could be found to bring you help, to bring you encouragement, to bring you strength, to bring you joy, to bring you the assets in which you need to be able to be an overcomer. 
I also found it interesting that we find that the colt was tied to the hitching post. He was tied to the hitching post. And as he was tied, it means that he was there. He was stationary. He was, he was anchored. And so many, of us, so many of us need to be tied for a while to a hitching post, to that buoy or to that dock that's going to keep us from floating away, that's going to keep us from wandering off, that's going to keep us from doing things that we shouldn't do. Many of you now are at home. And you're at home and you have so many and so much access to so many things that are not good for you. And I wonder if we're tied to the proper hitching post so we won't wander into the places that would bring us trouble, would bring us discord, would bring heartache, would bring schism in relationships, or cause us to not to be our best person. The colt was tied in the proper place so he could be found for his particular mission. The third thing, when the proper time come, came, he was untied. And at the proper time, I believe there's times that we need to be untied from the hitching posts of safety and those things that bring us confidence, so to speak, to experience growth, to experience the things that God has called us to do. But so many are afraid of being untied because we like the safety of that hitching post. Now understand, we just said that it's pretty good at places you need to understand where that safety is, but you need to understand also there's a time and a place when God has a call on you to do something besides being hitched to the post. It's moving out in faith and doing something that God has called you to do, a purpose that He has placed in your life. So when you're, when God is coming to untie you from your comfort or your, your safety, don't be afraid. Understand though, it needs to be God that's untying you and not something else. The third thing that I find interesting about the cult was that he was led. He was led. The disciples came and led him to Jesus. And when they led him to Jesus, he was there to do a mission. He, was, he had a purpose. He had uh, something to accomplish. And, and, and when we're led by God, it always leads us to a place that we can make a difference. We can make an impact. Too many times we don't want to be led by God. We say we want to be led. We make prayers, God lead me. But then he opens up doors of opportunity and he's trying to lead us and we refuse to follow. We're rebellious. Again, we go back to we're all about self-service. And the thing about it is we'll argue about it too. We'll argue when you call us on our ability to be led by God, we'll argue with you that we're not. We'll argue with you about whether we're being fruitful for the kingdom, and we'll argue instead of listening and absorbing what we feel like God is telling us, we repel it, we resist it. We buck, we throw, we rare, we pitch a fit, we accuse, we do everything except being led by God's Spirit and His truth. The fourth thing that we find the cult was done is he was used for God's purpose. He was used for God's purpose and for His glory. And for His glory. Now this is why really that I feel really strong about preaching this sermon today because of what I'm seeing in our certain climate that we're in now. 
Because the choice really is for us is, do we want to be the cult or we don't want to be the ass? Okay, all about self-service, all about us. And we have plenty of opportunity to discern that and figure that out, how we really are, especially in this day, in this age, this present circumstance that we're in. I was in the store the other day. And as I was in the store, I was shopping. And there were many shelves that were completely empty of things, and there was a lot of stuff of other things. But I happened to go down the pizza aisle. I was going to see if I could get some pizza. And as I was going down the pizza aisle, there was this one pizza. That, that was all. It's all that's left. One pizza. And it was, there was a door open here and a door open here, and there was this petition. It was right kind of like in between. And there was two ladies that came up. One opened this door and one opened that one. They both grabbed this pizza at the same time. And they started pulling out, hitting that center place. Doom, doom. They just kept on pulling and looking at each other and pulling, like, let go, let go. And, and finally, uh, you know, and I was kind of seeing this, and, and, and as I was seeing this, I kind of liked, ooh, I don't want any part of this. So there was the wine aisle on the other side. And I wasn't shopping for wine, but all of a sudden I started browsing the wine aisle. And, and as I was going by listening, because I was kind of curious about what was going on, one of them said, I've got small kids and we need this pizza. And I, I got out of earshot just a minute and I turned around at the beer aisle and went back by the wine aisle. And, and as I was going by there, I heard the other one say, well, I want this pizza too. And she twisted it and pulled it out. And when she pulled it out, she looked back at the other lady and she said, how rude. <laughs> I thought to myself, you're telling this lady how rude and you just yanked it out of her hand and you're saying that she's rude? Okay, now, does that acronym fit her? Maybe. Now listen, here's what's the bad part about it. I went down to the milk, milk aisle this way. She went down, looked like to the produce aisle. But anyway, it just so happened that we converged at the, uh, at the checkout at the same time. And as she got in line right before me, in front of me, and, and she checked out, I didn't say anything. And maybe I should have, but I didn't. And she got her stuff, and, and then I went through and got my stuff. It wasn't but a few items. We went in that 10 items or less. And, and don't you just hate it when people go in there with 20-something items? That's another sermon. But anyway, uh, we went through this line, and, and she goes out, and I go out right behind her, and I notice her going off this way, and I'm going just this one, just the other side of the aisle, and I'm going through there, and she's putting her groceries in her car. And I noticed, and you know what she had on the back of her car? She had a fish symbol, which represents being a Christian. Now, the only thing worse, I think, would have been probably if she'd had one of those uh, WWJD uh, stickers on it, what would Jesus do stickers? Because definitely, I don't think that's what Jesus would have done in those cases. But it was all about her that day. It was all about self-service and what she needed that day. Now, don't get me wrong. She's not to be condemned too much because I fall guilty of it sometimes myself. It may not manifest that way, but it does manifest in a lot of different ways subliminally. You know, it, it manifests in my heart and sometimes in my thinking and sometimes in my actions. But the cult, the cult is Christ offering life and truth. What would have happened if she had blessed her and gave her that pizza? She might not have had the pizza. I don't know. She might have been starving. But I bet you that God would have provided in a different way for her, more than likely. 
I've always seen him do that in my life. Christ offering life and truth, or is it all about self-service, what we need? And then we'll argue about it, just like she was arguing with the other lady. We argue about stuff that affects us, don't we? So many times, so many times. Understand, our life and our purpose is to glorify God. It's to glorify God. And, and the cult was there so God could be glorified. He was used in every aspect. He was where he was supposed to be. He was anchored to the right place. He was untied and, and, and was willing to be led for a purpose and a place. This was an, uh, a cult that's never been ridden before. Now that's huge because they got him there. And when they got him there, they put cloaks on his back. And Jesus rode on him, and he never bucked, never raised an issue. He was about his mission. One thing about the, the donkey or the, or the ass that you need to know, that breed, is they're very sure-footed. And, but they're also uh, very cantankerous, and, and they have to be broken just like a horse. I remember when I was a kid, we had horses, and you know, it was our four-wheelers back in the day because we used them on the farm. I was raised on a farm. And, and we used to have to break horses every now and then. We'd, we would get them, and, and they wouldn't be saddle broke or, or things. And I remember Dad getting this horse one time. It was a gilded named Sam, and he was a big horse. And we were breaking. I was about 12 years old holding the horse, and, and Daddy was trying to get on. We'd already put the, the blanket and the saddle, and that's why I know that that's important because with a horse that's not broken, uh, if you put a blanket or a saddle on them, they're going to throw that thing just like it was you on them. And I mean, he was bucking and carrying on, and I was holding this horse, and I, was, I didn't let go. I mean, I had that rope clenched hard, and I was coming three or four feet off the ground, just riding that thing, just holding that horse, doing my best. Because that's just what we did. And <laughs> I remember, Daddy, we finally got him calmed down enough. Daddy got his foot in the stirrup and when he got his foot in the stirrup he, he got on the horse and he started rearing up and I went over to the center hitch and put it around the post and kind of was guiding that thing and the horse was going round and round in circle dad was trying to put his foot in the other holster to make sure that he had security and leverage but he just never could do it and he came around and bucked and threw him off and when he threw him off he landed over into the lot and when he landed in the lot he hit a rock, I guess. I don't know what it was because, you know, we're in, the farm was in Tennessee. And the, it's all rocks just about in Tennessee. But, boy, the dirt in between the rocks is really powerful because it grows a lot of stuff in between the rocks. But anyway, I never will forget, he gets up after he, he got thrown from this horse, and he was really, I mean, he was angry at this horse. He picks up this rock, said, of course I ought to throw this rock, and his arm just kind of drooped down. He had broken his arm. <laughs> we we eventually did break the horse, but the, the horse broke him first uh, before he was, he was broken. So for this young colt to come, never been ridden, and he comes and they were allowed to put colts on him, and then Jesus rode him down the street was a miracle in itself. And, and think about the coats that were put on the ground. The, all the, the cloaks and the palm leaves and palm branches that was put on the ground, that was not easy walking. It was honored. You know, it was an honor to do that. It was something that was uh, uh, very important for people to do to identify and honor a king to do it. But it wasn't too great for the horses or for the people walking on them going down. It 
created a lot of hazards for them. But the cult was willing and able to be able to maneuver and overcome those obstacles. Why? To bring glory to God. That God could be glorified. So the question for us today is, how important is it to us for God to be glorified? I think it's very important. And in, in, in John chapter 12, verse 23, it says this. It's, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he says, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. To be glorified. Say glorified with me. Glorified. The time had come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it denies, or but if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life, anyone who loves their life will lose it. Did you hear that? It's important. Those are the ones that's all about self-service. Anyone who loves their lives will lose it. While anyone who hates their life, in other words, dies to their life in this world, will keep their life for eternal life. Whoever serves me, did you hear that word? Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. That's what the cult did. That's not what an ass does. He's stubborn, hard-headed, willful, and rebellious. But the cult was Christ offering life and truth so that God could be glorified. Listen, this is a tough time that we're living in. Some of you have been in your homes for a couple of weeks, two, three weeks maybe, and you're stir crazy. And, and you go to the grocery store and you see the shelves are empty and some may panic and be fearful. Some may be going to the doctor and seeing loved ones with fevers and, and they're having flu and, and pneumonia and maybe even this COVID-19 virus. And it's scary. It really is. But don't be so self-centered that you don't understand our true purpose. Our true purpose in our life is to glorify God. And that is letting Him be seen in our lives no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter God is to be glorified. We should be like the colt. Times are rough. Times are bad. But you know Jesus is right with us. Look to your left and your right. You may not see Him, but He's with us. He's with us. He is our ever-present help in the time of need. He is our high fortress. He is our rock in which we lean. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He didn't say that our roads would be easy. He just said that He would walk them with us. There's an old song that came to my mind this week as I was preparing this message something that ministered to me many years ago and I think is very apropos for this time and this season that we're in. It goes like this. It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven 
For many are the thorns on the way. It's not an easy road, but the Savior is with us. His presence gives us joy every day. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no, it's not an easy road. But Jesus walks beside me and brightens the journey and lightens every heavy load. Listen to this verse. It's not an easy road. There are trials and troubles, and many are the dangers we meet. But Jesus guards and keeps, so that nothing can harm us, and smooths the rugged paths for our feet. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no, it's not an easy road. But Jesus walks beside me and brightens the journey and lightens every heavy May your load be lightened because we're choosing the way of the cult. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence today. We thank you for walking beside us, for brightening our journey and lightening the load that we seem to be nearly crushed under. Thank you, Lord that we can be set free from the hitching post to be used by you even in these dire circumstances. Lord, may we be used by you. We pray this now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I hope this week will be truly a blessed time for you. And as the opportunities exist for you, for God to use you in so many different ways, that you'll be faithful and like the coat, being able to be found untied and used for his glory, that he may be glorified in all that we do. I want to ask you if you would consider going online and uh, worshiping with your tithes and offerings by no donating there. If not, you can go through your bank and do a bank draft uh, and put it on a routine giving if you would. And if you don't want to do that, you can just mail the check in. It's 16479 Lucas Ferry Road, Athens, Alabama, 35611. And we'll make sure it gets to the right place. If you want to do it to north, just annotate in the memo to North Campus or the Lucas Ferry Campus, whichever campus that you normally attend. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for watching. We would love for you to connect with us online. On our website, you will find up-to-date information about everything happening around here. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram. And please, download our free app on your smartphone or tablet. 
We are so glad you're here and we hope you enjoy your friendship experience.